Hey guys, uh, welcome to another Jungle Connect, and uh, I'm Summer as always, and I have a very special person with me, Movin today, and our topic today is actually uh, very relevant uh, in current times because recently Freshworks uh, went public, and there was a lot of chatter about 500 people becoming crorepatis. So if you don't know what crorepatis, it means like 10 million rupees is one crore in India. So so it's like Indian version of millionaire essentially so so you know a lot of people are curious about what are esops you know how do people become rich when companies go public and uh, it's a very good milestone in indian uh, startup ecosystem that companies have started to go public and people have started to realize the value of stocks so i have somebody with me who has been on both sides of the story you know has been a founder i mean you know who has been a product guy a very early product guy in misho presently a product guy in uh, in uh, uh, phone pay and uh, has also started up i was in fact a startup I, i i am still an investor in his company which is actually doing pretty well uh, when he chose to move on so so i think we we go a long way back and hopefully it will be helpful to everybody so we'll try to cover it from a basic point of view and uh, i think it, you know movin will be able to give you a very balanced perspective both from a company and a founder's perspective and also from an employee's perspective so so welcome movin uh, how thanks have you been thanks a lot summer uh, doing great uh, thanks a lot summer and uh, thank you for the great words and for inviting me here i'm excited about this session i think there are so many things about esops which people keep talking about but uh, i think it's yeah. a great initiative that uh, we are taking to just summarize it all and put it into easy language for everyone so yeah exactly. excited think, about doing this yeah in fact what happens is a lot of people are generally like there's a lot of motivation to keep it complicated like you know hr wants to keep it complicated founders founders want to keep it complicated right. um, because you know like it's but you know when they they do make sense like eventually when companies do go public and stuff and earlier you would see only you know companies in us going public now you, that has started to happen in india and that's that's i think the next age of startups we are entering in india so it's, it's very critical that people understand what esops are and they value them right fair and they ask the right questions and stuff absolutely so, yeah uh, so movin tell us a little bit about yourself like you know your journey so far i know but for the for the people sure so i moved from london to india in 2013 after working for 2 years as a trader in barclays uh, so that was how i started my career after studying computer science uh, summer and i were batchmates in iit delhi uh, living in uh, hostels next to each other and uh, after uh, computer science um, btech i had done an mba at iim ahmedabad then 2 uh, years as a trader realized in those 2 years that finance uh and investment banking uh looks uh, very glamorous and sexy from the outside but when you go inside it's actually pretty dull and boring uh, at least for me uh, to each his own but uh, at least for me it felt like i'm not really adding any value to the society even 10 years later i wouldn't have changed the world uh, it is just about making money and uh, the money part also well, wasn't well, that attractive well traders have the highest suicide rate in the world so i guess you have something <laughs> Well, I didn't know that statistic, but now I feel like bachga. So, uh, 
so so yeah so i realized in those two years ki what what am i doing after achieving all of this after being so smart and so on why am i wasting my time here so came back to india uh, another inspiration was that indian startup ecosystem had just started taking off at that time so in 2013 i came back and joined inmobi i did not know much about uh, which startups are doing well and so on inmobi and flipkart were two big names at that time i ended up joining inmobi and uh, met a great team great culture it was actually a shock for me that people could actually go out for lunch uh, during their office time and so on we used to have lunch in 5 minutes on our desk as traders uh, and during those 5 minutes also we were completely stressed out of, about me missing trades or losing money right so uh, the culture was very opposite you know when when somebody from my in early days when people would kind of visit me in my office and they'll say like you know it doesn't feel like anybody's working somebody's having coffee somebody's like they don't ask for permission i said like you know like seriously like should somebody you know should there be a timetable for like having coffee and stuff like that but right. it's it's odd to me to hear you know that uh, even banking has like those kind of things that uh, you have to like have lunch quickly and come back so yeah um and i think uh, so for me it was a huge change and i was also working in india for the first time so it was pretty exciting that i i think landed in the indian startup ecosystem just at the right time also that was the time when they were willing to hire from outside the startup ecosystem at this point that kind of a move would be very hard um uh, so i think timing worked in my favor uh spent two years at inmobi worked across various roles uh, from analytics to product uh, and um during that time i uh, saw the inmobi founders very close and uh, got really inspired if they can do this uh, maybe i can also and uh, uh, also got to know enough people in the ecosystem uh, created a network and with that uh, thought of taking the jump myself and uh, starting something um so started gallery 5 uh, you know some of the journey um and uh, so we initially built a photo app worked on it for about a year and a half uh then realized after that that uh, that was not uh, working out well so we pivoted to a different thing which is uh, what now gallery 5 does which is a uh, marketplace for brands on one side and social media influencers and uh, who we now call creators but this was back in uh, 2015 when the word yeah. creators was not so popular um and uh, so we started running uh, these advertising campaigns on social media using these influencers for brands yeah. like reebok uh, us polo mintra and so on in fact uh, one very um, sort of memorable thing which not many people know is uh, girish matrubutam actually uh, did an influencer campaign with gallery 5 uh, and uh, he was the influencer for us polo so my co-founder actually flew to chennai to his house to do the photo shoot uh, and uh, came back saying girish is an amazing guy um so we have memories of girish from that time so this must be in 2017 so like shooting for you guys yes yes so he did a wow. campaign for us polo and uh, really amazing guy he he was very particular that us polo is a brand that he loves and he would only do it for that brand and yes, no bro. other brand because oh. obviously he won't do it I for money i never got any i never got any influencer campaign man i i, mean, <laughs> I think you guys can, can get anybody in in that case Was yeah, not yeah. famous at that time, right? Correct, like correct, correct. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that was a memorable one, and that photograph of him sitting with his two sons uh, with US Polo T-shirts, all three of them wearing US Polo T-shirts, yeah. is actually now on uh, all the media articles about him during the IPO. 
so that yes, photo actually was took by gallery five yeah <laughs> so i just sent it to rahul uh, today morning ki this photo seems very familiar so he said yeah this is from that campaign so yeah anyway so we uh, did a bunch of successful campaigns and it kept growing from there so we became profitable in a few months of starting this and uh, um, i think at that point so we did this for about a year i decided to move on because uh, for me there were a few uh, you know uh, changes going on in my personal life and uh, did not want to sort of uh, you know uh, manage all of those things at one point so decided to at least uh, you know uh, from a professional point of view get into a stable income and uh, job uh, because with the startup obviously there are always ups and downs and it takes at least a few years to get to a place where you know you can say that okay yeah, now i'm sorted and stable and comfortable yeah so i thought okay let me pause this for some time uh, i know that at some point i will be an entrepreneur but uh, maybe for a few years let me uh, you know go to the other side of the world and um, come back later so uh, even at this point i keep thinking when is that time so uh, hopefully soon uh, but uh, and, uh, yeah, guys, yeah. Let, me, let, let me tell you so the investor side of the story so i met uh, movin in bangalore i think we met, met at beer bar right in your uh, in kolmangala yes. somewhere yes. right and yes, i said like See, dude, I don't know really. You know, if Instagram would work, I remember this. You know, like at risk of uh, agitating you, and you know, but you know, I would love to invest in whatever you are uh, doing, right? So, and and my guess was like, I I don't know if I said it at that time or not that you'll pivot out to like a proper business model and figure it out. And I'm like astonished. Exactly that happened, right? It's like you guys became a successful company. even though the original business plan didn't work out but you pivoted your way into like success right so i think it's right. really about the team right in the in the beginning right it's never really about uh, the business idea i guess so everybody yeah. pivots somewhere yeah yeah agreed and i think uh, it was uh, also lucky that we got uh, great investors like you uh, we had raghu of taxi for sure yeah. uh, we had funny of redbus i think uh, more than investors you guys were mentors so that way it was great yeah, i was i was in your similar board but those guys were yeah, yeah but i think uh, i mean you know b2b like the back of your hand so i yeah. think that way it was pretty helpful so so yeah in end of 2017 i stepped out of gallery 5 still continued my relationship and uh, i mean rahul my co-founder and i are still very very close friends and uh, continued helping from a technology perspective till rahul got another tech co-founder uh, but i joined ola in a product role so i worked there as associate director of product for about a year um again um i think the team that i had joined kind of disintegrated within a year uh, and uh, i was not uh, uh, happy to work with the rest of the team and uh, so for uh, you know reasons of uh, you know cultural mismatch and so on i uh, moved on from ola at that point uh, a great opportunity came up in misho so one of our iit juniors with it had started me show and it was doing and pretty let, well let me tell the people a story there so guys the day i think vidit raised his first round i was again having drinks with movin and and uh, vidit right and i heard about it and i could have easily like you know just come into the round because it was like the first angel round right right up in our ballpark i thought you know this sounds a little like you know mlm kind of ambe kind of thing right i'll not get into it and boy that was a mistake right so i think i i always <laughs> tell people that you know i passed on this and whoever i have by the way passed on have has gone on to become a unicorn so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah so uh, misho was doing pretty well that time and uh, so i joined and uh, spent about 2 years in misho leading one of the product teams uh, so i've seen misho grow from a 200 member team to about a 1000 member team and from in terms of valuation from around uh, 50 million to about 2 billion now uh, so i left misho they about are, one year know, back misho of xyz all over the world right so that's i think Correct. a testament to how big they are yeah Correct, correct, and I think that is where I learned how to really execute at scale, but yet uh, be agile and keep uh, growing so fast, right? And um, manage so much chaos and such a large team, uh, yet make sense of what you do and uh, keep going in the direction that you want to go. Often companies, when they reach that scale, uh, find it difficult to keep executing at pace, and that is something Misho did really well. um so yeah after a very interesting time that misho i decided that i want to try something else and particularly was interested in fintech one of the reasons was i thought that this will be uh, much more technology driven and much less you know operational or uh, much less uh, driven by things like uh, logistics and so on and uh, so i wanted to try that space because I, because i'd never been in that kind of space i'd been in mobility i'd been in uh, e-commerce before this so um so wanted to try out fintech and at that point fintech was doing well obviously one year later today it is probably 10x better um mm-hmm. uh, in terms of you know how much money is uh, coming into fintech from investors and so on but yeah ended up joining fin uh, joining phone pay at that time so it's been about a year and uh, i'm leading again one of the product pods within phonepay it's been a great journey at phonepay also uh, phonepay has grown quite a lot in the last one year they have trumped google pay to become the number one uh, become and the market by the leader way, by the way guys uh, movin is the person last time we visited our uh, place in chandigarh he you know got me switched from google pay to phonepay so i have been still i you know i'm still a phonepay user and i think uh, you know the the experience is very seamless guys so hats off to to the team and and you thanks. guys also thanks a lot i wish i could also get my parents uh, to start using phone pay but they still uh, work with cash and uh, credit cards so that's okay um, we'll get them eventually they'll not have a choice right yeah yeah so uh, so phone pay is uh, doing really well right now as a company and uh, i think it's also a great team uh, so i think uh, one of the things that i had thought before joining phonepay which was that i really enjoy in a company that is very tech driven and a space that is very tech driven which is uh, you know payments particularly is very very digital only uh, i think i'm really enjoying myself right now and uh, doing pretty well so i think uh, that way things have gone quite well while i have sort of tried out a diverse set of industries um, but one thing is a, a common thread between all of them that uh, i think um, i've been at the intersection of technology and business and uh, have mostly done stuff which uh, needs me to understand consumer psychology uh, even if i'm not in a consumer business directly for example misho was not directly selling to consumers but understanding consumer psychology was still very important so yeah i think that's been my career so far uh, pretty exciting times obviously for indian startup ecosystem so could not have been happier to be where i am Sounds good, man. I mean, you you have quite a journey, right? So I think it's super inspiring for a lot of people. So so guys, like one, I'll just sum up like you know some learnings which I've seen, you know, like evolve Movin's career over like uh, last ten years. It's okay to switch between startups and jobs. Like it's not like there's no dark side, there's no light side, right? Uh, so I think you know 
take your pick do what is right for that moment because we sometimes think you know it's too late it's too late and we keep thinking you know like we're wasting time but but reality is you know 3 4 years is what a startup really needs to to take off right so i think you know from that perspective if you just uh, follow you know movin's path you can switch from one thing to another and i'm sure you know next time he's uh, he's already thinking about ideas and he's going to start a company one day and uh, you know it's it's how this is how you learn and grow so yeah so cool man uh from this like let's jump into esops a little bit so why don't tell people a little bit about what esops are because you know you have sure. pretty much like seen the whole gamut of you've been a founder who eventually left and then you've been a employee in startups mature companies now very large company right so you'll probably yeah. know like the, all the gamuts of the picture yeah definitely so let's uh, start with the very basics um so what does esops mean esops stands for employee stock option plan what uh, what this means is um, it's a way for any company not just a startup but any company to compensate employees in proportion to the growth of the value of the company right so when the company grows the employees wealth will also grow um, yeah. usually when you pay salary to employees obviously it is a fixed salary which can grow at a certain increment but that doesn't necessarily have a direct correlation if the company is doing well or if the company's shares are uh, you know becoming uh, costlier or growing in value so esops makes sure that that linkage is direct as the company grows you become richer so that is just the objective of uh, esops and as you started this uh, discussion with the the 500 crore pati is created by freshworks right so that is kind of the ultimate outcome uh, after all of the things that go into building um, a team Uh, giving them esops rewarding them fairly and so on ultimately when the company does well this is what happens thousands uh, or hundreds of millionaires crorepatis um, yeah. are uh, created when the company does well and and on that anecdote you know i remember another anecdote once you know i was just starting up you know i had a office in san francisco i used to do an uptown and you know mostly based dev in us and uh, went to buy a used mac from a guy like literally sitting in a garage i went there you know he was wearing like shorts and you know like very very casual sitting in his garage and there was like a new mac which he had bought and there was an old mac which i was going to pick up right so i just curiously asked like so i said what do you do he said you know i just work for startups like build their first mvp and then typically like kind of you know i'm like a freelancer like a tech freelancer right and i said like okay that you know why don't you i mean i just i don't know why i asked like why don't you stick with one company like why do you freelance i mean i think i was curious he said you know in silicon valley nobody works for uh, for the salary they get right everybody works for stocks and i got enough stock by you know working in the initial stages of a company so every 6 months i i work for another company i get a lot of stock because it's super super early for them and i have made so much money using stock i mean you couldn't tell by the shape of the garage that he had made a lot of money but i'm sure he would have right so so he told me one thing that you know if you are in silicon valley for last 10 years and you don't own a lot of stock stock in startups you're stupid so i think you know so this esop thing or stock thing in in us globally people have understood that that's how you make money right nobody gets rich by salaries and yeah. uh, stock is what makes you rich so i think it's great that 
India is also starting to see that transition. And I think in the next 10 years, people will all start valuing, okay, what is my stock option? Salary is fine. You know, and I think that's why it's going to be super, super important time for us. So, yeah. So, this is cool. So, so moving like, you know, generally as a founder, like who should you give ESOPs to? Everybody, is there a rule? Is there a game plan? What's your view on that? So, my um, view as a founder um is one of the things i'll speak about and the other is what i have observed so far in other companies where i'm not the founder uh, my view as a founder is um give uh, wealth if you can um create wealth if you can make your employees rich right so there is no fixed rule in the sense who you should give esops to who you should not give esops to i think one uh, company recently announced i think it was urban company that recently announced that uh, um their partners um their uh, you know the, for example the salon yeah. uh, partners and so on yeah. will also get the company's esops which means they will also uh, become rich when the company does well airbnb did the same thing with their airbnb hosts partners, yeah. right so which is sort of uh, kind of expanding the limits of who you can give esops to so these are recent uh, sort of precedents of uh, you know companies going above and beyond what the typical rules uh, were in everyone's minds but there is no theoretical rule it is all you know what we believe in what we have seen as examples in the world so far in the ecosystem so i think these are companies that are kind of extending those and creating examples for others to follow uh, i believe that uh, um, if i mean as a founder this is the path that i would want to follow these are the examples i would want to take inspiration from um, obviously there are um, you know it's not as easy to do this because there are uh, some legal implications for example if an employee is not on your rolls as is the case with airbnb hosts or with urban company partners right uh, then how do you make sure that the um, legalities are done in the right way because uh, esops are usually part of the employment contract but when there is no employment contract and it is only a gig worker kind of a thing uh, or a part time contract then how do you factor this into the contract so don't know the answer to this uh, i think i will figure it out when i am a founder but um, i think uh, as of now what i feel is at least for full time employees uh, it is essential to uh, start uh, with those people who are core to the success of the company depending on the business these could be the engineering team the product team the business team uh, could be the operations team could be the finance team and so on right so um, for each type of startup the uh, team that is considered to be super important for the long term success of the company could mm-hmm. be different and it could be multiple teams it could be all of the teams that i named um, i think it is indispensable to give these people esops because they need to not just look at their monthly salary um, mm-hmm. that just brings some short term thinking saying you know i am getting paid i am not getting uh, you know um, i am not getting asked to leave the company so i am doing well that's not how uh, you know employees who can add long term value to the company should think about it it should be uh, you know if the value of the company is increasing people should at some point reach that stage as you said that person in that garage right they should stop caring about their monthly salary because that is probably yeah. a very small part of their personal finance and uh, the esops is really what will actually make a difference to their finances right so if once sure. people employees start thinking like that is when you have really won in terms of your compensation mechanism as a company or as a founder so um core people definitely i think 
anybody who is outside of this group that you consider you know core to the long term um, success of the company uh, maybe the amount of esops you give to them might be lesser than the core group but i would still suggest and this is what i would want to follow as a founder that do give them some esops at least because uh you know you never know the company might grow 100x or 1000x from where it is today and these people are playing whatever part even if it is small they are playing yeah. that part in the success of the company and they do deserve to get some wealth uh who is core who is non core obviously depends on the business model and how you think as a founder and how you uh, set up the company but uh, i do think that uh, more often than not you should try to just make everyone a part of this and again guys you know i mean from my personal perspective you know as a founder uh, you know i'll tell you one thing like we all have this dream of like you know creating wealth for employees right that's like a big milestone right because we know you know if the company is successful if it is public like the founder is obviously done well right but uh, the the real goal is or let's say the emotional goal is you know when you create like wealth for so many families so many people and you know it's it's just a amazing social uh, social proof that you know there can be good happening through through capitalism in some sense right so so yeah makes sense Agreed. so try Agreed. to give and it to i feel it's a it's a flywheel in the sense what freshworks yeah. has done today right uh, will hopefully help uh, you know, future employees of your company my company yeah, you know believe in esops much more Exactly. exactly and with that uh, hopefully uh, whenever uh, you know any new founder any early stage founder tries to do the right thing in terms of creating wealth by you know um, making sure that esop policies are in place and are fair uh, towards employees right from day one of the company uh, people yeah. will hopefully value that and not just look at you know short term salaries and so on the big one of the big problems uh during hiring employees in a early stage startup is you cannot match salaries of the bigger companies okay. uh, in silicon valley that is called the fang effect right like if yeah, you yeah. hire any good person the fang companies will uh, you know poach them from It's you because they can also pay exactly. much more so um i think with esops you can kind of match that but for that what is important is people need to believe in esops and exactly. examples like freshworks will hopefully uh, create yeah, that belief like Yeah. makes sense makes sense so so you know it's a little so another question is like a little bit tied into the first one like so you know the the answer to first one is like definitely to your core people and as many people as you can like you know that's the general thinking and so the next question is how how much to give like you know how much esops to give because you know maybe uh, def- like uh, help people you know like how is esop uh, structured Uh, in sense like what esop is because esop is so you know i'll just give a high level it's like a piece of paper that allows you to buy stock at a later state it's like some people think that it's stock it's actually not stock it's it's actually allowing people to buy stock at a later stage at a predetermined price so so whatever the difference is you know which you will explain later is the or profit or whatever wealth created for the employee so from that perspective how much esops should a company be giving to to employees right that's like how should they think about it for really early stage founders i think that's what you can uh, keep as a reference sure um so what i've typically seen is um so i don't have a um you know very comprehensive answer for this but i think the 
uh, what i've seen in typical early stage companies is when the company is actually um, the valuation is actually pretty small and is not representative of what the future uh, valuation could be at which you know the company could uh, uh, maybe do an ipo and all of that uh, for example early stage uh, when the company has just started and maybe raised their first round angel or seed round usually the valuation is a couple of million dollars right and uh, so if you start looking at the rupee or dollar value of the esops given to employees at that point it would probably not make sense so yeah. i think the way to think about it is when the company is really early stage do not consider the rupee or dollar value as per that valuation uh, at that point just think about when the company say doesn't exit at a 100 million or 200 million which is maybe a theoretical uh, conservative uh, number if you really believe in the company then that number should be achievable right um, and in that case how much money do you stand to make is it significant that will change your fortunes um in, in that case if you are joining in a core role and you are leaving behind a big salary and maybe taking a salary cut it is still fair because you are um risking some short term compensation for a long term gain the probability of which may not be 100% but then that is the whole uh, game of the startup ecosystem right you uh, believe in something you take a chance you work on it you make it happen right sometimes it may not work sometimes it will work but then uh, you know obviously if you don't take that chance uh, you are very sure that you will keep earning a stable income and it will never be beyond uh, you know any reasonable limit for example the, that guy in the garage that you talked about uh, had yeah. he just been going for a stable salary i'm pretty sure he would not have been so comfortable financially the way he was uh, you know uh, wow. talking about so um, so i think um, that is for super early stage once the company reaches a slightly more mature stage say series c series d where the valuation then reaches uh, i'm taking typical indian benchmarks nowadays so valuation typically reaches say 50 100 200 million at that point you can start factoring in the current valuation and say that whatever esops i'm getting assuming for now that the strike yeah, price is zero will come to last round or current valuation basically yeah so as per that you start uh, looking at the rupee or dollar value and say that you know worst case if the company doesn't grow this is how much i'm getting so that number uh, again depends on uh, what kind of a role you are taking if you are taking a leadership role where you are joining as a vp or an svp then mm-hmm. uh, uh, usually the um, what i have seen is that your esops should be making you at least as much money as your salary even at the current valuation uh and if the valuation grows 4x 5x then obviously the esops will completely outscore your salary uh whereas if you join at a junior position then the esops could be a um uh, in terms of rupee value could be a fraction of your salary could be maybe 20% 10% of your salary uh, again if the company grows 5x 10x then uh, it could be more than your salary right so i think depends on seniority also depends on how core the role is which we spoke about earlier so there could be different benchmarks for that uh, i think for a mature stage company like amazon or google where you know we know that the stock price is not going to go 10x uh, in the next one year it might double if the markets are really good uh, and if the company performs really well but in an average scenario it will probably go by uh, grow by 20 to 30% year on year uh, as long as the tech industry continues doing uh, well the way it has been doing over the last few years right so in that case it is uh you should not factor in a 5x 10x growth 
and mm-hmm. uh, the only thing you should look at is esops is almost like cash which it is yeah, in fact because you can actually sell those uh, esops uh, in fact most of these companies at google and amazon level don't even give esops they give usually something called rsus uh, which you can actually directly sell like you've got rsus today subject to certain conditions you can actually go and sell it in the capital market so you can uh, yeah. go and sell it on zerodha or whatever the us version of that is um so i think that uh, there then it almost becomes like salary and there is not much of a upside yeah. value to that so you should almost consider it like uh, you know the rest Cash of your salary yeah right and and so like, can you explain like what is vesting schedule and like because when you join you get like you know a promise to get these many stock options but that gets right. uh, you know planned out over a vesting schedule can you explain that part to people sure so um when you join a company so esops is something that uh, is supposed to make you rich uh, when the company succeeds but then if you only spend say 3 months at the company and left then probably you are not among those people who should be gaining from this program uh because you've prop- most likely not added any long term value to the company of course the answer depends but in most of full time roles 3 months is a very short time to you know add any significant value to any company's success so usually there is a vesting schedule what that does is um it um, makes sure that you get your actual esops at certain periods of time um so the typical indian companies have a vesting schedule of 25% every year for 4 years so what that means is let's say i joined the company on 1st january then 31st december of that year or 1st january of the coming year i will get 25% of the total esops that i was supposed to get so let's say i was supposed to get total 100 units uh i will get 25% of that which is 25 units on uh completing exactly 365 days uh, uh, of joining the company so uh, that is my first vesting so if i leave within the first one year i do not get anything right so which is called a one year cliff uh so if every vesting schedule usually has a cliff and usually in india the cliff is one year in fact even in valley the cliff is usually one year uh then uh, after that once you've completed the one year then usually uh, every month or every quarter you start getting prorated esops so if you are going to get 25 per year then instead of 25 at the end of the year you will get 25 divided by 12 that is almost 2 every month right uh or 25 by 4 every quarter uh, depending on how the uh, company has created its vesting schedule um which means that if you leave in six quarters that is one and a half years then you will get esops worth uh, six quarters six if you quarters. leave in two quarters you will get nothing so one year is yeah. the cliff and after that it becomes almost ramp. continuous so basically yeah. one year cliff and three years ramp typically that's right. what they say so you know so based upon so first year you don't get anything if you leave below that and then you know proportional to the amount of time you spend yeah. you'll get something fair enough yes. i think that's that's fairly simple for people to understand and uh, and yeah one thing that people don't really understand in fact i also did not really understand it for quite some time is strike price because i always thought like you know you get esop it's like it's like free stock right but it's not right so so can you explain to people what strike price is and how does it uh, change things for for uh, you know founders sure. the company and the uh, and the employees sure i will just share my screen also to uh, make it clear uh, uh, what exactly the formula is 
I hope my screen is visible, Samaj. Let me just sure. So, uh, so basically, strike price is um, um, the uh, value at which. So, how ESOPs work is, um, let's say you leave the company after six quarters, which means that let's say you were supposed to get uh, um, two hundred ESOPs, which means every year you were supposed to get fifty ESOPs. Now, um, that means in six quarters you will get total seventy-five ESOPs vested. The rest are unvested, means they get lapsed when you leave, right? So you leave the company, you have 75 ESOPs that you own now, right? Yeah. Uh, they are vested. So 75 units, uh, so number of units in this formula that you can see on your screen now is 75. Uh, there would have been a strike price that should be communicated to you on the day of joining. Uh, most companies communicate this strike price on the day of joining. Some companies have policies which are slightly different. For example, they determine the strike price slightly after joining uh, and so on. Uh, I believe that is not the fair practice, um, but then there are companies who believe it is. Um, don't want to get into details there, but uh, typically there will be a fixed strike price the day you join the company. That strike price, what it means is uh, you have the right to buy these 75 units at that strike price no matter how uh, valuable the share might be uh, when you sell it, right? Yeah. So you can, let's say the strike price is $10. And uh, when you leave the company after three, four years, let's say the company does an IPO. And at that point, the share is worth, say, $200. Uh, so each share is worth $200. But because you have these 75 ESOPs, each ESOP is a right to buy a share at $10. So you can buy 75 shares at $10 each, right? And obviously, because it is the, in the market, the shares might be trading at around $200. You'll be able to sell them at $200. So you'll make $190 per share, right? So in this formula, 75 into 200 minus 10, that is 75 into 90, uh, 75 into 190 is the profit that the employee will make totally uh, in their ESOPs. In this uh, scenario where... Uh, they worked in the company for six quarters, 75 ESOPs got vested. And three, four years later, the company did an IPO and the shares were trading at $200. Uh, and the employee chose to exercise their ESOPs and sell it at that time. Uh, uh, and the strike price was $10. So, makes sense. So, let me let me kind of, you know, uh, make it a little more simplified to for the people. So basically, guys, when you get ESOPs, you get a right to buy at a certain strike price, right? And as Movin said, if you are essentially getting it on like the present price or the you know, future price, then it's not really ESOP. Then it's like just buying stock, which kind of doesn't make sense. So I think the fixed strike price is very important. So when you get it, you must check that it's a fixed strike price. And in a lot of cases, it's actually like face value, which is like one rupee, two rupee per share. Right, which is kind of the actual right way to do it. So at some point, there will be a present value. So you get the ESOP for a strike price, which is which ideally should be much lower than the present value. And then whatever the present value is, is, you know, and the difference between the strike price is your technically a profit. So now, you know, when you get this profit, one more thing to, to kind of keep in mind is the tax implication. So Movin, do you want to get into that? Like, so sure. people should understand 
when do they owe tax because sometimes people realize like i didn't get any money why should i pay any tax right but that's not how it is so the day you get stock of the company not esop the day you get stock of the company you are owed uh, you know you owe tax to the uh, to the government right so i think so moving why don't you explain the tax implications around esops to employees sure sure so the way taxation works on esops um, is there are two parts to uh, actually making this profit that we just explained right uh, there are two steps to it um and the the tax implication for each of those steps is different and each of those steps you can do at different points of time so the first step is exercising your esop second step is selling your stocks so as we explained um esop is just a right to buy the share of the company at the strike price right so the moment you exercise the esop you own the share of the company by paying the strike price so at that point you are actually not made any money you have not earned anything you have just got the shares of the company you have become a owner of the shares of the company till now you are not the owner of the shares of the company you are just owning the esops right so exercise is the first step uh, at exercise you go from owning esops to owning shares by paying the strike price and that is a Then, point when you owe tax correct so i'll come to uh, what happens uh, to tax during exercise the next step is once you own shares either immediately at that point or uh, a month two months two years even five years later you might decide to sell the shares of the company so owning the shares is same as you know you buy some shares of some other company on zeroda maybe these shares may be uh, uh, traded on uh, nasdaq or traded on uh, nifty or they not like, uh, traded on like public or private markets or something yeah correct uh, so it may or may not be easy to sell them uh, so you may need to wait for the time when you can find someone who can buy it and so on so uh, maybe you sell it 5 years later so what i'm saying is exercise has to happen first sale of stock has to happen next and yeah. there can be any amount of time gap between these two uh, and you owe so the now, tax at the time of exercise only yes so there are two types of taxes that apply so uh, summer if you can just uh, include the slide again in the screen so i talked about two steps exercise and sale of stock right uh, exercise is uh, the formula for exercises here so when you exercise the um, stock so before exercising you were just an owner of esops of the company let's say you own 75 esops so the government says esop is not a taxable instrument when you own esops you don't have to pay any tax i mean theoretically i could argue that esops have certain value so you are getting something valuable so you should pay tax for it but that's not the case esops are not considered taxable thankfully uh, which means when you get esops you don't have to pay any tax so till now you have not paid any tax the first time you have to pay tax in this whole uh, uh, esops story is when you exercise the esops so when you exercise what you see on the screen right now is the something called perks so uh, in uh, sort of accounting uh, lingo you get something called perks from the company and you have to pay tax on those perks so yeah how how is perks calculated 
uh, every company maintains some accounting books and uh, you know does their filings income tax filings and so on at the end of the year and are audited and so on whether it's a private company or a public company so there yeah. is a book value of the shares so that book value and by the way you don't have to uh, get into you know how the company is doing accounting and so on but whenever you are trying to exercise somebody from the finance team should be able to help you and tell you that hey this is the book value so this is how much your perks will come to so the perks is number of units into book value minus strike price so in the example that we took earlier let's say 10 dollars is the is the strike price let's say 50 dollars is the book value usually the book value will end up being if the company has been doing well and the uh, you know stock has been growing book value will also continue growing but it will still be much lesser than the market value the value at which you can sell the stock so uh, let's say book value is 50 dollars and strike price uh, as i uh, as we said earlier is 10 dollars so 50 minus 10 that is 40 dollars into 75 40 into 75 is the total amount of um, uh, total amount of perks that you earn so the way the government looks at this from a taxation perspective is uh, you get uh you are given this much perks from the company so it is almost like the company is giving you this much salary but it is yeah, one time yeah yeah so the company just gave you this much value now for you obviously these are at the end of this exercise you just got stocks which is another piece of paper only right um either digital or physical but um so you ultimately did not get any cash in your hand but you will have to pay tax so this is the important thing to note that at exercise you didn't get any cash but you will have to pay tax and the tax will be uh, you know whatever slab you are in let's say you are at the 30% slab so 30% of the value that you see here perks so if the perks come to in our example 75 into 40 um uh, three um $3000 so yeah the 30% of $3000 you will have to pay to the government as tax at that point when you are exercising so essentially perk is just like additional salary that you get Correct. right and you have Correct. to pay tax accordingly So, 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 guys, and, just to yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that. Um, so sometimes you might have a problem that I didn't make any money yet, but I will have to pay this tax. So how from where should I pay this tax, right? Because uh, the employee may or may not be able to um, afford paying this tax without actually making any profit yet. So that is one thing to be careful about. That till you have actually done the next step. if you just do exercise you will have a tax liability without making any profit right so you need to carefully plan this so so i i'll also mention like how typically people plan this right so so typically what happens is let's say you have a company it's doing well etc etc you have the esops uh, with you and you exercise at the time when you find a buyer right so that's like generally what i've seen like you know in us in india everywhere so you it, this buyer could be on exchange when the company has gone public or typically it's more of a private buyer which the company typically typically finds for you or you can find yourself also so what will happen okay. is so you should sell about let's say you want to hold on to the stock but you want to convert it into stock you don't want to keep it as esop because esops can expire which will come to next right so what happens is uh when you go to stock you sell let's say about 45% of your stock right that will be, because that will cover 30% of the total value right and and also like uh, you know the uh, so so basically 
if you so this is not this number is not exactly 30% because you know when you when you sell x amount of stock right you'll have to pay 30% on the total value right so you have to calculate the exact amount of the stock that you have to pay uh, that you have to sell just to um, you know pay taxes so if you think of uh, it this way is like mark zuckerberg every year sells a little bit of his facebook stock to pay for the taxes that he's owed because he also gets uh, you know some uh, stock uh continuously from facebook board and he has to pay the taxes on it which he typically doesn't pay from himself his pocket he typically would sell a little portion of a um, stock you know you can talk to anybody from a like given on the tax uh, slab and given the cost or value of the stocks you can actually go to an accountant he'll tell you how much stock you want to sell and the idea is if you don't want to pay the uh, pay the taxes from your pocket you just sell a portion of your stock or convert those esops into stock at the point when you can sell a portion of your stock right mohan that is that you know simple enough yeah yeah that that makes total sense so basically uh, exercise most people exercise only when they can also exactly. do the next step uh, immediately yeah. because otherwise you will have to pay money from your pocket um, and also the other thing is there is a risk here that once you exercise you are the owner of the stocks so you have already paid some money now yeah. uh 2 years later or 5 years later if the company doesn't do well for some reason yeah. or if it takes too long for the company to uh you know well. go public then uh, for how long can you bear this uh, expense uh, where also. you have not made any profit but you have already paid some money from your pocket makes sense makes sense. and you know so what companies sometimes have started to do is that they have started to buy back the you know uh, esops essentially they'll say okay we'll just buy certain amount of uh, esops from or stock from people which helps them pay for taxes mostly and i think that helps a little bit i think that's a good trend if you know we can see that uh, continue in indian ecosystem agree and so i think the final thing that we need to explain to people which is also very very critical essentially it's actually summer, one uh, post- summer before that um, can you just present the slide again uh, yeah, i just added one more thing okay, um, yeah. so uh, just to make it super clear there are two things that employee needs to spend out of their pocket during the exercise step right one okay. is the strike price and second is yes. the tax on perks so tax on perks we talked about i think uh, we didn't talk enough about the strike price so mm-hmm. even that needs to be paid as we said it is a, you have the right to buy a stock at the strike price but in order to do that you need to pay the strike price now as summer mentioned most of the times the strike price is very low so this amount may not It come to much about. but uh, in cases where the strike price might be higher uh, some companies do have a slightly higher strike price in that case this amount might also be non trivial so both these amounts need to be kept kept in mind and accordingly you need to plan yeah fair enough fair enough so i think uh, i think moving the last thing that we need to explain to people and this is actually the point where people lose most of their esops is the exercise window right yes. uh, so so what so you know basically let me explain the question first and then you answer it so exercise window is the time to you know kind of exercise the esops but typically what happens is you don't stay in a company indefinitely right and the issue happens when you are leaving the company right what happens that at that time right so in between you got you got hired you got esops now you are you are leaving the company right 
what happens to ESOPs? What is the exercise window? So, Movin, why don't you explain a little bit on that? Sure, sure. So, usually, the when ESOPs are granted to you, there are all sorts of terms and conditions that are clarified by the company and given to you in a grant letter. Uh, grant, uh, by the way, it's also important to understand grant and vest are two different things. Vesting is what we explained earlier. There is a vesting schedule, uh, one-year cliff. Uh, at the end of one year, vesting happens for one-fourth of your amount, uh, if it is one-fourth, and then every month or every quarter. Now, uh, grant is what happens as soon as you join the company or in a couple of months, as soon as, uh, you know, whatever the turnaround time for the finance team is to be able to give grant letter to new employees. So in that grant letter, you will have all the, the terms and conditions. One very important part of the terms and conditions is uh, exercise window that Summer referred to, which is uh, how many years after getting the grant or after getting the vesting or after leaving the company, it could be from any of these three events, can you exercise the, uh, the ESOPs? So it's a deadline saying, if you don't exercise by this deadline, you will not be allowed to exercise anymore. Basically, those ESOPs will stop existing after that. And essentially, this whole story will be over. You will have no more uh, access to those ESOPs after that deadline. So it is very important to understand what that deadline is. Uh, usually, um, uh, good companies usually have something like a 7 to 10 year window after leaving the company or after grant. Um, so, which means that even if, let's say, you spend two to three years working in the company, you will have at least five, six years, seven years to exercise after that. Um, and given how startups are growing today, that is usually enough for the company to be successful and do an IPO and so on. Uh, but in some cases, if the company is not following the right practice, this could be as short as, say, three months, six months, and so on. And we have seen examples even of companies in the Valley uh, till few years back where these unfair practices were being followed. And if you're not aware of it, suddenly you will come to know that your ESOPs have lapsed because the deadline is over. Now, obviously you cannot do much once, uh, you have left the company, you cannot change this deadline. The only thing you can do about this is while negotiating your offer letter before joining the company that, you know, uh, when the ESOP terms and conditions are given to you, that is when you need to negotiate and object. That, hey, why is this three months? This is not yeah. fair. So I think uh, that sounds good. I mean, so so essentially, guys, like, you know, if you if you carefully like, so these are pretty much all the factors, like this, uh, you know, uh, exercise period uh, is like, you know, the window that uh, that you should keep in mind. So I know it's a little bit of a tricky topic, but, you know, you shouldn't think that, you know, who's going to think so much, just forget about ESOPs, I don't care about them. I think that's a bad way to think about it, right? Yes, it takes like nobody likes to understand taxes, but we all have to understand them. So think about it, suck it up, spend a day or two understanding ESOPs. And, you know, I think it will actually help most of the people. So you know, that's why, you know, in fact, from a founder's perspective, what we've seen is most people don't really value ESOPs. I think that is changing slowly, but still a lot more information or a lot more uh, education of employees is needed, right? So that they can understand ESOPs, they can, you know, and there can be a very balanced, you know, uh, way of giving ESOPs, which could almost become a standard, right? And, and that way, you know, both employees and companies will be happy because 
see from a founder's perspective people want to give esops like founders want to give esops to employees because they want to retain them right but they also want to uh, you know put some clause in some in some way that you know esops shouldn't be going to people who leave and stuff like that right so i think there has to be balance and as you say you know this exercise window has to be you know at least like 3 4 5 years because i think 5 years is probably a good time for you to decide if this company is going somewhere or not and this by the way this starts when you leave the company so let's say you work for 4 years in a company you get all your esops then you leave the company and then there is a exercise window of 5 years so the effective exercise window becomes like the time in the company after the you know and then the exercise window so it becomes 9 years in this example so i think in that case you know you should uh, should be kind of pretty like informed if you want to do it or not and you'll have some financial independence to to exercise them also so i think this should be pretty like you know a comprehensive view of like what esops mean and you know what uh, what you should do with esops and uh, yeah so any any parting uh, things you want to add moving about esops or or any like you know tips you want to give to founders or uh, employees for just starting up and thinking about their uh, structure yeah i think um um overall fully agree with you that uh, this is i mean one way to think about it is just like tax none of us likes to do our taxes but uh, and it is super complicated and uh, you know if you just take it easy uh, you can miss out certain things esops is just like that but then the amount that i mean tax is more of a negative thing that if you miss it out you stand to lose a lot in case of esops you stand to gain so much that if you don't think about it uh, enough and pay enough attention then uh, you can miss out on so much profit right uh, so why not just spend uh, maybe you know a um, couple of hours uh, just understanding how esops work and hopefully uh, you know what we have done over the last one hour would have made it slightly easier for you to understand and then you know think about your uh, look at your offer letter your esop grant letter talk to your uh, uh, hr team HR. and understand uh, you know exactly what the terms and conditions are if something is not specified for example in early stage companies when hr teams are not properly set up yet um, or things are in chaos often uh, you know uh, uh, hr teams uh, and uh, companies take employees for granted and do not write all of the terms and conditions thinking that you know we will clarify this later and often employees also don't question i don't think uh, you know you can be that ignorant um, i think we need to collectively uh, own this responsibility that esops is something from which we can gain a lot so why leave that on the table um, i mean think about all of the crorepatis that are uh, there in freshworks right Um, and you know these things happen like they happen slowly and then suddenly correct. right i mean correct. you know there is a saying uh, change happens slowly and then suddenly so right 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 yeah and i think one last point from a technical perspective uh, i think um, so when um, the second step is where uh, we didn't cover enough so when you exercise after that you sell in the market right uh, or yeah. sell to someone in the uh, you know as a private uh, uh, deal um in either case you make capital gains so you also have to pay tax at that time um so essentially you end up paying tax on one the perks and two the capital gains the capital gains can be long term yeah. capital gains or short term capital gains i think we'll not go into that much detail but uh, i think that uh, is like more like an equity if you buy equity correct. sell it then also you pay the same correct. capital gains that's the same correct. thing right correct yeah 
yeah um so i think overall i uh, i think the only message i'd like to leave is that uh, esops is actually a great thing for the startup ecosystem particularly when you are joining a young startup because you will be very uncertain about you know uh, i'm not making enough money you also have to i mean we uh, have to also justify to our indian parents if you're a 20 year old you have also have to uh, you know 20 something year old you have to tell your indian parents why uh, you're taking a salary cut or joining a 10 year uh, 10 uh, employee so you know, company you buying a flat why is your friend's flat bigger than yours correct correct so uh, i think uh, you should definitely uh, tell them the statistics of fresh works and how many people have made how much yeah. money and uh, how they started uh, and, and how big fresh works was at that time no more man like in the news it's so much prevalent like you know my father also knows like you know 500 people have become crorepatis because of fresh works uh, ipo so you know i think parents have uh, latched on to it you know early it has already started that parents have started telling uh, their kids like okay you can now start a company because you know this there is like a lot of money in uh, startups also and i think the next wave is which is the real success is that when people start telling their kids like don't start don't join a big company join a like chaotic small company which you think will grow so and and, yeah, and I, think- i will also you know add like one line here so guys when you join a company na think of think of it like an investor right so think of it that you know you are actually investing in a certain company with your time and you only get to invest in one company because you can't do it in multiple ones right so so i think if you think like an investor and then take a bet and then like play the long term right because i have seen a lot of people you know come and like switch companies quickly they actually end up one they growing very fast in the beginning then uh, you know kind of plateauing number one number two they actually lose out on esops and all those things because they are not focused on it in the short term right so i think you know if people if employees also think like investors i mean because most of these crorepatis are actually going to be with the you know fresh works for maybe like at least 8 9 years right so i think that is what you have to keep in mind so i think with that i think we can wrap it up and yeah. uh, you know you know so so movin uh, i'm sure there'll be a lot of questions in comments and i'll i'll come back to you with those questions and you know we'll we'll probably like if needed we can do another session also soon but uh, if not we can just answer them on text yeah this was yeah. this was super helpful yeah. you know it's like uh, because i wanted to bring you in because you have all the perspectives and i and by the way guys uh, how i found on like why i latched on to this is movin did a tweet on uh, esops a few days ago and uh, and you know i thought okay this guy is actually fairly good uh, to talk about this subject and uh, because you know like uh, he has seen all these uh, different angles and uh, the fresh works thing just happened kind of by chance and so the timing became kind of right so right yeah i think uh, it was great uh, doing this session hopefully it was helpful to all the people who are watching thanks a lot summer for having me here thanks thanks man thanks a lot man bye 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 bye